Good morning. Hey, happy Palm Sunday. And so this is the uh, end of the season of Lent, we call it, in the church year. And so we're coming to the end of this sermon series that uh, is called Cross Purposes. And what we've learned over the last few weeks is that all too often, our desires can be at odds with purposes that God has for our lives. And one of the big reasons I think that is too often the case is that our perspectives are so much narrower. We are so concerned about the here and now, whereas God's perspective is eternal. That's a great gift that he can give to us, this eternal perspective. Palm Sunday, the cross purposes all come to a head this holy week, from Palm Sunday to Good Friday. There were many different purposes that different people had in mind for Jesus. But ultimately, there was one purpose that God had, and that had been established even before Jesus was born. Now, in a business setting, a corporation, any organization, nonprofit, whatever it is, uh, when people are at cross purposes, they're not going to accomplish very much, if anything at all. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. But if the owners or the management has kind of one goal in mind and the worker bees, the staff that have another goal in mind, they're going to be constantly tugging at each other. And uh, it reminds me, <clears throat> back when I worked in a government office, uh, I'll never forget this uh, day. I was, uh, was kind of bored and I decided to just kind of rummage through this old file cabinet that was in my closet in my office. And I'm kind of got to digging through the contents, whatever, and I look at the bottom, hidden under these, you know, files, is this beautiful brass lamp. And I thought, wow, this would look, this would look really nice on my desk. So, so I, I polished it up a little bit, and poof, this genie appeared. Yeah, it's a joke with a purpose, so yeah, bear with me. He said, I will grant you three wishes. So immediately I knew right away. Uh, wish number one, I would like an ice-cold Coca-Cola right now. Poof! Right there, ice-cold Coke right on my desk. Just like it was from the McDonald's fountain with a big wide straw. Ah, now that I was thinking clearly. My second wish, I said, I wish that me and my family were at the most beautiful vacation spot in the world. Poof! We were all in this beautiful island with palm trees swaying, the ocean breeze, the warm sun, the surf, crystal clear water, soft powdery sand. It was a dream. Well, a few minutes there, I, I knew right away what was going to be my third and final wish. I said, I wish that I would never have to work another day ever again. Poof! I was back in my government office. Ah, <laughs> No offense to any government workers out there. You're doing God's work. God bless you. It wasn't for me, though. It wasn't for me. Uh, but it's, just a, it's such a vivid example in my mind of uh, just so many different groups of people with different purposes, right? You had elected officials who had only one purpose in their mind. That was just to make everybody happy, their constituents. They just want to get reelected 
Raise money, get reelected. Raise money, get reelected. That caused a lot of controversy. Uh, and then you had kind of these appointed officials. They were kind of the administrators, directors. Um, and they're appointed, so they serve at the pleasure of, you know, those elected officials. And so they were, kiss, uh, I don't know what the right word is in church, but they, they were people pleasers. Their main purpose was to please their, 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 you know, their boss. And then you had the civil servants. You, know, you had the rank and file, the staff. There were some managers, but, uh, and that group got divided up, right? There were people, once you get 10 years away, you can start counting down to retirement. Uh, so that's all they just try to get out. And you had people who were genuinely trying to serve the people, do good in the community, and kind of do their job. But, um, yeah, well, I won't say how many there were, but... But what happens is, when everybody is pulling in different directions, right, you just end up spinning your wheels. Right? You, you really don't get a lot accomplished. And that's why a lot of organizations, even uh, churches, you know, over the last decades or so, even churches have, have adopted these mission statements because they realize how important it is uh, for everybody to be on the same page, to agree on the goals, the, the purpose of why we exist. You know, we, here we say, you know, we... Uh, connect people to Jesus. We want to connect people to Jesus. What do we do? We connect people to Jesus. What's important? Connecting people to Jesus. Um, and so to unite us around this uh, ultimate you know, purpose, the singular goal. Well, when Jesus first rode into Jerusalem, uh, the very first Palm Sunday, there were these crowds that had seen or heard their friends, neighbors told them that, that Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. And they thought, that's pretty spectacular. I mean, we've heard him healing people and feeding 5,000, walking on water. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. But he just raised somebody from the dead. And now he's coming into Jerusalem the week of Passover. This is their kind of Easter. I mean, this is their big, big, high, holy day of the year. Everybody comes to celebrate. So all these people are there. They all the stir and commotion, excitement about Jesus. And so they're waving palm branches like flags and they're strewing their, their coats on the road like it's a red carpet, and they're shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they were thinking, many of the people in the crowd, that their purpose for Jesus was to make him a king. We're going to make him in charge of everything. And he's got these superpowers. He's just going to, like, zap Pilate and poof the Roman army and... Uh, Established Israel as this great nation again. They were so excited. This is wonderful. They had this wonderful purpose in mind. And this was so hard for them to grasp, uh, to understand Jesus' purpose, that even at Jesus' ascension, okay, this is, this is after his death and resurrection, uh, his disciples are still asking him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Okay, so you, you, all right, you, we were, you, you were crucified, you died, we were kind of disappointed in you. Okay, but you came back. So now, now are you going to take over the world? Are you going to be the king now? And no, right? No, there's a much different, bigger purpose in mind. Much longer perspective, right? Playing the long game. So that's one purpose that some people had for Jesus when he was here on the earth. But there's another group of people, Pharisees, religious leaders, the ruling council in Jerusalem. They saw uh, the crowd on Palm Sunday, and they didn't like what they saw. They said, 
look, whole world is going after him. You know, we, we've been trying to squelch this. We've been trying to silence him. We've been trying to stop this movement. And it just keeps growing. And what their concern was, was that if, well, they knew he'd raise Lazarus from the dead. They knew that he was very popular, wildly popular. They were afraid that Rome would see him as a possible threat. He could actually start a rebellion. He's got so much support of the people, which would, of course, uh, unbalance their very you know, delicate control and positions of power and influence in their uh, you know, wealth and everything else that goes with it. And so, without even knowing he was prophesying, Caiaphas, the high priest, he said, better for one man to die for the people than for the whole nation should perish. So their purpose, right from Palm Sunday, they knew the purpose of Jesus. He had to die. We got to end this thing once and for all. Now, when you talk about cross purposes, I mean, here's, here's Caiaphas saying, one man must die, this rebel, right, to save the nation, the Roman army from coming in and just wiping us out. But God's purpose is right there. One man should die so that the whole nations, all peoples, will not perish. Eh, it's amazing. So the crowds had a purpose for Jesus. The religious leaders had, in their mind, what Jesus' purpose was. But ultimately, God's purpose was to be fulfilled. The religious leaders, they set out their plan to kill Jesus uh, right when Lazarus was raised from the dead. God's purposes for Jesus were set in place before the foundations of the world. Talk about an eternal perspective. And when Jesus walked the earth, he was very clear about what his purpose was. It wasn't a riddle. He didn't hide it in uh, parables. He said, spoke very plainly to them. Multiple times he told his disciples that he was going to go to Jerusalem and the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that uh, he must be killed. And after three days, be raised. Now, I said this many times. It's recorded three times that we know, at least. And I've talked about this. What's so convincing for me, what's so the bedrock, the linchpin for my own faith, is that Jesus, he's the only person ever to predict his own death and resurrection and pull it off. I mean, wow. That's impressive. Okay. I, I can go with that. I can go with that. But that was his ultimate purpose. And he told Nicodemus, we covered this verse a few weeks ago, Moses lifted up the serpent in the womb, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And then Jesus was obedient to God's purposes, obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, which is horrific. So Jesus, more than his own preferences, and certainly more than his own pleasure, he was obedient to the purposes of God. So what if I have a bad day 
or if I get sick, or have a flat tire, lose my job, whatever. If God uses me in that situation to connect somebody to Jesus, well, that's way more important. That's way more important. God's purposes are. So from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, this, this Holy Week, all of these purposes come together at the cross. The people, the crowds who wanted to make Jesus their king, stood at the foot of the cross and read the sign above his head, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews. Well, that's not what they had in mind. Well, a king on a throne, not a king on a cross. The leaders, the religious leaders who said, it's better for one man to die than for the whole nation to perish. There he was, they had him. Hung, dying on the cross, but not at all what they had imagined that actually meant. Jesus took upon himself the punishment for our sins. He hung on the cross and he died the death that we all deserve, separation from God that we all deserve. And he gives to us what his holiness, his, his perfection, his forgiveness, his grace, God's great mercy. And then uh, on Pentecost, this is uh, just a, a little over a month after the resurrection, uh, Peter, he stands up, the very first sermon, if you will, it's recorded in Acts chapter 2. It's very long, by the way, I'll just warn you, a lot longer than my sermons, but it's still good. Uh, but he says, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. Now think about that. If I am making a case to someone, if I'm uh, maybe debating a point, if I'm trying to get somebody to, to see what I see or believe what I believe, the only time I'm ever going to say, as you know, is if I'm sure that they know. So he says, this Jesus of Nazareth, who did signs and wonders and miracles and rose from the dead, as you yourselves know. They knew who Jesus was, and there was no question about what Jesus had done, including raising Lazarus from the dead. The only question was, why? What was the purpose? In other words, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? But they knew, they knew he had performed all these great signs. So Jesus delivered up according to the def definite plan and foreknowledge of God. There's the purpose of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pains of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Only the author of life has power over death. And here we see the ultimate purpose of God. So that led me to think, to myself at least, and I thought I'd share it with you, this one question about that very first Palm Sunday. What would your purpose have been for Jesus? That first Palm Sunday, watching him ride into Jerusalem. It's interesting to think about, and who knows, right? Their perspective was so, so limited. 
you know, praise God, right? We are so blessed to live uh, 2,000 years after the resurrection to be able to see the ramifications and see kind of how the prophecies aligned and were fulfilled. Um, we're really, really blessed to, to have such a clearer uh, picture. But more importantly, I think, the question, you know, what would you, uh, your purpose for you? Here's a better question. I think this is more important for us today. What is God's purpose for you? What's God's purpose for you, ultimately? Well, Jesus answered it this way. Jesus said, for this is the will of my Father. This is what God wants for you, from you, for you to do. That everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. To have that perspective, that there's more to this life than this life. It's not just about today. It's not just about the here and now. So what if I get sick? Whatever. Somebody breaks into my car, steals my... Whatever. All kinds of ways to have a bad day, right? What does that eternal perspective mean for our daily lives? Well, I think for us, as a family of faith... Uh, it leads to the next question, which is, what is the purpose of the church? What's God's purpose for us, the people of God, the body of Christ here on earth? And it is to connect people to Jesus. Because what's more important than that? Uh, Jesus said, what is it if uh, a man gains the whole world and loses his soul? What does that profit a man? What's more valuable than your soul? And so God works through his people here still today through worship. Right? We gather together. It doesn't matter if it's inside or outside or in person or online. God is present. His word is powerful. It does what it says. It strengthens faith. It gives faith. God works through serving other people. He works through us when we meet the needs, even the felt needs of other people so we can get to the, the deeper needs. God works through so many opportunities where we, we just grow. We grow in our faith. We grow in our love for each other. Uh, there's a big men's group back when we were allowed to get together and go bowling. Well, we're soon. Hey, hey, we're almost at the end of this. Hey, bear with me, okay? This is, uh, this is almost over. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it. And we've all been praying for a year for this. Uh, but God works through these things, right? Worship and serving others and growing... And as I think about how our culture has become more and more anti-religious in general, anti-Christian specifically, uh, you look back at the early church. And the early church, the first few hundred years, existed in a culture that was very anti-Christian. They were persecuted. They were burned at the stake, fed to lions. I mean, this was very much uh, anti-Christian, more than anything we've seen today. But the reason the church grew so much and so fast during that time when there were, everybody around them was an enemy, they just exploded. It was because of their love for people. Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciples by your love. And they were so outrageous in the way that they cared for each other. It's very much like a family. They would gathered together every day, they shared, anybody had a need, they took care of the need, they prayed, they encouraged. 
and the way they loved their neighbors. And, here's a tough one, the way they loved their enemies. It just blew people away. So that people don't do that. You know, somebody smacks you, you smack them back. You know, nobody turns the other cheek. Uh, nobody just gives for not getting anything in return. Uh, the world doesn't work that way. What is it with you people? And, and people just wanted to be a part of that community. So I think about what does that look like uh, for us today? How uh, do we uh, show that same kind of just extravagant love in our community? And I think about obviously this last year has been so hard uh, for so many people. Uh, it's caused a lot of issues. Uh, if there were any issues that were kind of under the surface, all of that stress certainly brought it up uh, from anxiety to loneliness, health issues. Um, and what can we do today, like the early church did back then, to really be known by our neighbors as this is the place where people care about you. This is the place where, where you can find a family. Well, let's work on that. Uh, let's keep working on that this year. And for your own lives, uh, remember uh, this eternal perspective. Whatever happens, wherever you are, if you want to see God's purpose in your life, you see God's purpose in the world, where do you look? You look at the cross and the empty tomb. The cross and the empty tomb. God revealed how much he loves us and the guarantee right, of our eternal lives with him, with our loved ones. That's, that's something to be really excited about. That's something to shout Hosanna about. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this Palm Sunday. Uh, we thank you for all of the prophecies uh, fulfilled in Jesus Christ and just the assurance uh, that you have for us. Yes, we're saved by faith, but Lord, we're so thankful. It's not a blind faith. It's not at all. Uh, you've showed so much uh, uh, wisdom and, and knowledge to us in, in understanding who you are and who we are and how you relate to us and especially how much you love us. Help us to share your love with our family, with our friends, with our neighbors, with our strangers, and even with our enemies. In Jesus' name, amen.